Beanbag Studios presents Nine Stories Up. I'm your host, Hunter Piermont. I was driving to work this past Monday morning, and I work very far from my house, which has some disadvantages. But one advantage is that A, I don't have to live in the place where all the people whose teeth I work on live and will see me at the grocery store and whatever else. And B, it allows me to listen to a lot of podcasts while I make these long drives. One of the towns I work in that's far from me is a town called Southern Pines, which is in Moore County, North Carolina. And it's two thirds of the way to another town that I work at, which is further south on the same road. And this Monday morning, as I hit the main stretch of Southern Pines and its sister town, Aberdeen, there was a sign that said, power out, all intersections are four-way stops. And it was crazy how going through this main drag of US-1 along Aberdeen, every single stoplight was out. There's about seven or eight that I hit before it becomes highway again. And sure enough, every single one was out and all the businesses lights were off. And I started to wonder what was going on. And as I continued to drive, as I crossed over into Richmond County, the next one south, I did start to see porch lights on and signs that there was electricity down there. And so I would be able to work that day. But when I got to the office, everybody at the office was saying how in Moore County, there had been no power since the weekend and that someone had shot a couple of power stations and Duke Energy was looking to get it back online. And when I had a free second, I looked at my phone and I noticed that this was a national news story and it was being covered by places like CNN and that the FBI was looking into it. And so I'm not making a whole episode about my experience about this, but as nine stories up is a uh, as credible a news outlet as any other, we did happen to have a correspondent on the scene to experience the whole blackout. All right. Okay, got All it. Right. Take it Take it from Saturday. We went Maybe you recognize that voice. Maybe you don't. So, yeah, we went to the two the loyal nine morning. stories of listener started will. Started back at Friday. Started and back yes, Friday, I'm assuming that Katie Welch lives in Moore middle. County. So Friday, no different. We went to a birthday party. <laughs> Friday, we went to a birthday party. Saturday, we went to another birthday party, and um, the blackout happened probably around six or seven. I, I think it was six or seven. Were you at and, the birthday party when it happened? Yeah, so we're all there. We're in Carthage, and which is like 20 minutes away from us. We're in Aberdeen. And so, obviously, everybody was just like, it's a wreck, it's a wreck. And we just keep drinking and, you know, hanging out, playing with the kids. And wait, wait, wait. Can I interrupt you? You said it's yeah. a wreck. It's a what? Look, wait, we thought it was a wreck. Like a wreck happened, like hit a power bowl or something. Like we thought there was an accident. You know, just yeah. shut off power for a minute because there's a smaller area. Gotcha. That yeah. So, that like not, so like when there's a car wreck, they turn off the power? No, no, no. Like a car wreck, like somebody hit a pole or something. Like. <laughs> okay. I gotcha. Okay. Good. <laughs> that Continue. happens. <laughs> So you guys are sitting there at the two-year-old's birthday party. It's a wreck. It's a wreck. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> like actual car wreck. We just didn't know. So people are on fire departments and stuff. So pagers are going off and people don't know. So they're saying like it's an attack. So we start leaving. 
Everybody's leaving, going home. Because God knows everybody has guns <laughs> around. And my friend, um, she, her and her fiance, her fiance had to work that night. He works for the public, had to do house calls and stuff. And she, I mean, it's totally blacked out everywhere. So she didn't want to stay home by herself. And so my husband and I went back to Aberdeen, got our dogs and went back to Carthage so we could stay with her. My husband ended up going to work with him. So he's not by himself and, you know, doing all these service calls. They get back at two o'clock in the morning. Um, we realized the substations were hit. Um, and we're just thinking that power's going to be back on. But Saturday morning, my husband, um, you know, he didn't get much sleep. They got went to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. And my friend and I is like, where's the coffee? How are we supposed to get coffee? So it's Sunday by now. I almost spit beer all into my <laughs> pop filter here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my husband's like, this is not the main, uh, <laughs> our main issue right now. So it's Sunday and we have, and my friend is going to the shower too. Um, it's Sunday and we wait, have wait, a- Wait, so you have a baby shower on Sunday? Yes. And our friend's birthday party on Saturday- and a two-year, a different two-year-old's birthday party on Friday. Correct. Okay. Fun. So you're going to Fun. a baby shower now. Okay. Yes. So it's our friend and our friends that we were at. Um, they were going to the birth shower too, but of course they're out of power. We had a generator, so we were very fortunate. Um, but the baby shower, the people we were going to the baby shower for, they're out of power. And meanwhile, our service is all terrible. So we're all texting in group message like, do you have power? Do you have power? No, no, no. Nobody's service is going through. And I'm responding like our friend was like, are you still going to come into the baby shower? The other friend's like, yes, I'm coming. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, yeah, we're coming still. And um, my messages are not going through. And everybody's like, have you heard from Katie? <laughs> Has anybody talked to Katie? I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. Like, nothing's going through. But um, so it was a mess. We go to Raleigh for the baby shower, um, which was their family members that was throwing it. Come back. There's still no power. We get the generator going. Um, that night, we live in a we live in Aberdeen, so it's a very nice neighborhood. That night, two houses down, there's cops flying by. And a lady was like, somebody broke in. Her house was unlocked in the front and the back. So my husband um, was like, okay, no, you know, we moved the generator to the back of the house instead of the front, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my husband was like, Katie, <laughs> this is very important. So the next morning, I obviously didn't work. He woke me up. He went to work. I packed his lunch, everything, cooked breakfast on a skillet that morning. Wait, like and a camping skillet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Just plugged it up into the drop cord. You know, we're still going to eat, right? Oh, you have a generator. I forgot you have a generator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. we, so we were good. And, um, but the next, when he left for work that morning, he said, Katie, this is very important. I need to show you this. And he went to the front door because we use garage keys. I don't use any key, <laughs> but we have the garage opener and our door stays unlocked. And he said, this is very important. I need to show you this. He was like, I need you to show me that you can unlock this door and lock it back. I was like, okay, Tommy, let me show you something. 
So I take him to the washing machine. I'm like, this is the washer and dryer. <laughs> and I know you know how to start it in the washer and put it in the dryer. But let me show you something. You can take it out of the dryer and fold it. <laughs> He's like, Katie, this is not funny. This is serious. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, no, it was very, we were very fortunate because we had a generator. But so many people lost a lot of food. I mean, our friend was having to like ice food, you know, so she didn't come to the shower, which is understandable. But, um, you know, she just, they had to ice everything because they lost power till Thursday. How did the people in Wake County, like, treat you guys when you got there? Did they, like, welcome you like you were refugees or something? Or did they even know that it oh, was Oh, they thought on? it was. Well, we were an hour late for the baby shower because we would have been on time, but we stopped in Sanford to get gas. And not just gas for the car, but gas for, like, the generator. We gas up everything. We stopped at Tractor Supply and bought another gas jug. And there was no way to ring stuff up. So they just took my husband's credit card information. was like, we'll ring this up when we get power. So when we were in Sanford, the line was, like, wrapped around like crazy. And because um, everybody from Moore County was going elsewhere to get gas. So it was insane. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it was a lot to, um, I mean, it was crazy just because the whole town, like Aberdeen is the stoplights, everything was a blackout. And I have this issue with four-way stops. My husband makes fun of me all the time, but I was like, I, do, I panic when you come, like if there's another car. And <laughs> I'm just not very good at, and I panic. And there's the only four-way stop I go through if there's other cars, I'll just pull in the gas station and just wait until I'm. it's my turn. Well, the next morning I had to take, you know, it's in the dark. You know, I took my husband to work because he couldn't find his keys. And, you know, we couldn't, we didn't have every light in the house. Um, so he's like, you got to take me to work. And um, I started driving. Then when we got to the stoplights, he was like, oh, God, everything's a four-way stop right now. I was like, this is amazing. There's no rules. So when we were leaving, when it initially started, um, we the couple that had to go, he had to go to work and we were going to stay with her. And we were going to go leave to our house and get the dogs. Um, he walked out as we were leaving and came to the car and said, hey, you guys be careful. We They're raiding Walmart and we live like five minutes from Walmart. So my husband are, and I are like, yeah, we'll be careful. So we get back to Aberdeen. And I tell Tommy, I'm like, put in Walmart. And he's like, absolutely not. And I was like, pull in. He's like, okay. So we pull in Walmart and we just sit there. <laughs> and so there's these whole group of people just lined up by Walmart. There's cops everywhere. And we're just sitting there. And I tell a friend from work, I was like, yeah, we went to Walmart. She's like, oh my God, there's cameras everywhere. You're going to be on the news. Like, these crazy people are just sitting here in Walmart. Are they part of it? Do we know? I don't know. But, yeah, we went. Nothing exciting, though. It was just, we, but we did go. Well, the first night, um, we had a generator, so we were lucky. But the first night, we have a neighbor who was out of town, so we were getting her packages for her because Christmas shopping and blah, blah, blah. So we had been getting her packages and I told her, I was like, you know, you probably not want to come home yet. And she had seen the news and everything. And um, she was like, well, what do y'all need? And I was like, nothing. We have a generator. 
and we are young. Like she was like, y'all have a generator. I was like, well, we did live in the middle of nowhere and we lost power once three years ago with that hurricane and we lost everything. And I told my husband, I was like, never again. So this was actually the first time we've even used our generator. So it was super quiet. Um, our generator was super loud, but the next day, all you heard was generators everywhere. We have a neighbor. We went by, um, they were like, they asked my husband if he had oil. So we brought him some oil before we went to the baby shower. And he had just went to Raleigh to get a generator. They were like, this is the last one. Because <laughs> I guess apparently so many people from Moore County have went to get generators. So there's been a lot of demand and request from the listener base to have a Katie Welch update. And I've been trying to do it, but you can sort of see how bursting at the seams heard friends and family commitments are at this point in her life. So tell me about something. So you had this weekend that was two-year-old birthday party, two-year-old birthday party, baby shower, right? Yeah. Didn't you just go through a, a phase where you had five weeks in a row going to weddings? Fun. Yeah. That you were uh, in, were you in these weddings? No, I wasn't in all of them, but the last one, my coworker, um, the other hygienist I work with, who we became really good friends, um, her and her family. I mean, there's always family stuff. So she had told me as a joke, she said, um, will you be the wedding director? I was like, for sure. <laughs> I obviously know how they work. So we get to her wedding and I know everybody anyways, just from her kids' birthday parties and stuff and talking to her. And um, so we get to the wedding. I'm like, Ramona, you go here. Alice, you go here. So we did the whole direct. We, me, my husband and I, we directed the wedding, which weddings only last 10 minutes. So it wasn't a problem. But um, yeah, that was the last one. And then, and did, then you, did you MC the ceremony also? Like, did you did you just suddenly have power over the whole thing and ran no, it after that? No, no, no. We just... We just got the people down the aisle and then we were done. We were drinking while we, we were, we just got the people down the aisle and then we were good. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. We're done with wedding season though. We are happy about that. I kind of liken Katie's life and social circles at, at this period of time as being kind of like a popcorn popper where every other moment it seems like there's this new explosion of joy that she has to celebrate around her. And, and I started thinking about that, the sound of popping popcorn and how it's probably a, for most Americans, you, you look back on it as a, with nostalgia as an exciting thing that, that happened in your childhood. But that exploding joy can't happen without a lot of pressure that really starts to build up on the few kernels in the pot that don't seem to be popping. So we have a great life. I mean, you know, <laughs> chemistry, but um, <laughs> when we were trying, um, so, and I'm saying I'm crazy. So I made, so I'm the type of person I'm just, I just worry. I mean, I see people every day, their health history, you know, been trying, doing fertility, doing IVF, doing this, doing that. And, um, so I worry, okay, stop that. Go outside. Um, so I worry, you know, what if I 
what if we can't have kids, you know, because it happens all the time. And we do have a couple of friends that they can't. I mean, it's just not in their cards. So you do worry um, outside. Come on. You do worry about it happening to you. So we did every test in the book and um, we went, I actually went to the doctor. So we have been married a year. So I went to the doctor. So they did test. Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. Less stress, less stress, which is not, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's fine. I have a great life, but, um, you know, I have a big family, you know, there's a lot of people and I'm involved with everybody. So it doesn't really change, but I have, I mean, it's fine. So I made Tommy go get tested and, you know, everything's fine. So I go in for another checkup with the doctor and he was like, yeah, I talked to Tommy. Um, so y'all been trying for a year. And I was like, yes. And he said, you've been married for a year. There's a difference. And I was like, what do you mean? And then he was like, people are trying for a year. Like, are you calculating? Are you timing stuff? I was like, no, I'm not. But, <laughs> but we're trying. So really... <laughs> There's well, I mean, I know it's what it like, takes. It's like when you got married, your your normal operating procedure turned from not for, turned from avoiding to trying, right? Just because you got no, married, right? I've, yeah. been, I've been worried about have children. I've wanted children, a big family, my whole life. So, but the unfortunate thing when I got married, the day of my wedding day, and God has a sense of humor. Because the day of my wedding day, all I wanted was my whole family and every, and I included every little cousin for flower. I mean, I had four flower girls. I had five ring barriers. I had four kids at the registry. You know, I had everybody. And the day of my wedding day, my cousin passed away unexpectedly, who was 42. So it was kind of the worst day of our life. So, of my life. And, um, so it was terrible. Um, so when we went, we we're going to the doctor. We've been married for a year. Um, the doctor was like, you've been married for a year. That's the difference. You know, we talked to Tommy and they're like, tell us your health history. Are you depressed? Like since you've been married, I was like, depressed. Like I cried the first six months of our marriage. I mean, we were on our honeymoon and I was FaceTiming my little, he had two kids. I was FaceTiming them nonstop. So really, he was like, you think he's like, your body's not going to allow you to get pregnant when you're that stressed. And um, which obviously makes sense, but I'm very impatient. So so Tommy is coming in the office, just bringing me lunch for the fun of it. And I'm like, oh, no, we have to go home right now. And then the girls up front are like, oh, poor Tommy. I was like, poor Tommy. Like, what do you mean? Like, so we found out we was pregnant and well, we were so excited. So we obviously know you're supposed to wait the right amount of time, but we were so excited. We told everybody, I mean, just close friends and family, which is 70 people, but doesn't and, really and everyone at the office two days after well, seeing your test. Well, they too know I'm excited. Well, I could be ovulating and I'd be on a stick and send a picture to the girls at the front. I'm like, I'm ovulating. And they would be like, yay. And my manager would be like, okay, this is not a pregnancy. This is not. But um, so when I found out my husband actually, when we were, well, we were trying and I, 
we were, I was throwing baby showers too. So every Sunday, you know, we're throwing baby showers here. So my husband sent me a picture of a positive test and he called me at work. And then last time he called me at work, he asked me if we needed macaroni. So I didn't really, I, I was waiting to call him back because I was with a patient. So he kept calling back to back and I called him back and I was like, what? And he was like, check your phone. And it was a picture of a positive pregnancy test. And I was, and so meanwhile, we're trying. I was like, who's pregnant now? He's like, you are. And I said, what? He's like, what? And I was like, I'm not pregnant. He's like, it's in the trash can. And I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he was like, yes. I was like, oh. And then the hygienist came in and then I'm crying. And I was like, does this test look positive to you? And she was like, for somebody to want to get pregnant so bad, you sure don't, don't have a lot of patience. And anyway, so it was unfortunate. We had a miscarriage later on, but the story was funny. Katie and I had actually been talking about doing an episode that focused on this crazy family life stuff that she has going on and then kind of using it as a segue into the fact that she was pregnant. I was going to call the episode a little Katie Welch and use the double entendre to give the surprise at the end that there was going to be a little Katie Welch in the world at some point soon. And she and I decided to wait until everything was in the clear with her pregnancy before we did the episode for obvious superstitious normal person reasons. Um, and as you could hear, she found out she let us know probably earlier than she otherwise would have. And as much as my co-host Vavs likes to assign connective tissue to all these various episodes when we have our, our intermission sessions, Katie and I were just going to talk about the blackout tonight. I didn't send her a link to the accidental reunion episode un until after she went ahead and talked about about this and while yeah i did maybe think it might help to conjure up a home improvement project for her husband to help me with they have their grief process under control and then and then wait but so to like to kind of process the miscarriage what you guys like went on a last second trip right did i hear that properly yeah. Didn't you go oh, to like? So we went to Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, but we had it planned for months. But um, we ended up going. So that was fun. We don't really. What? It was what fun. It, why Salem, Massachusetts? If you live in Central North Carolina. So um, our friends are big in one of my friends who I've been friends with since like kindergarten. She is big in Halloween and stuff. So she likes Halloween, like all the witch stuff. So really, they just wanted to go. And we just, they were just like, come with us. And we came. So. What, happens in, what happens in Salem at Halloween? Well, I don't, uh, I know a lot of bars are open. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they, I mean, they do like the witch trials. They do, you can, haunted houses, stuff like that. Got it. Yeah. So it was good. We had a good time. We it was short. We when we checked out, we split the cost of the hotel, and they were like, "Okay, your total is six hundred and sixty-six dollars." 
<laughs> and our friend, the other couple, the guy was like, nope. No, <laughs> He's like, I'll pay 667. Were they kidding or was that, that was, no, that it was, the, no, it was the total. <laughs> Funny, right? I should have known Katie wouldn't get swept up in a whole bunch of New England fake sorcery. She's a Moore County girl through and through. Your brother lived in New York, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so no, New York. So we have been there several times because he's lived there for four years and he does live in Manhattan. But I will say it's amazing to me how accents change. And I live, I work in Southern Pines now. And I have friends that work in Southern Pines and now they're all like, hey, Rach, I need to make a dental appointment. And I'm like, hey, when? Like, you know, so my accent does not change. Like I make, I meet patients now and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, here. <laughs> like I live here. <laughs> like, but um, so my brother, when we go, when we went to visit him last time, my husband, it was his first time coming. And. My brother's very, I don't know if he's been there so long, but, you know, we hold doors and everything. We're not changing. Like, you know, we just, we are who we are. But there was this lady that was walking her dog, or there was a dog walking itself, no leash. So me and my mom was like, oh, puppy. (laughs) So this lady followed behind not far along and she's like, help me. I help me. This man's following me. I was like, oh my gosh what happened and she is just like talking 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 me and my mom's so concerned we're like oh my gosh what do you need and my brother just doesn't even like look her in the eyes like come on come on let's go let's go and I was like Ethan I was like, can you just be nice for two he's like come on let's go let's go and we're just like bye good luck and there was this one lady who was coming out of which I mean stuff like that which I know it happens but there was this one lady, elderly lady, who was coming out of a store. And when she was coming out of store, she had a lot of packages. And so we held the door for her. And she was probably in her 70s. And she said, how can I repay you guys? And she was, I guess, because she does live there. And people just don't do that. I, I mean, I know they don't. Or maybe they do. I don't know for sure. <laughs> you probably know, but she, that's what she said. And we were like, no, we're just looking for somewhere good to eat. Can you just tell us? So she's talking to us like, well, you can go to this place, this place. And my brother was ahead of us saying we went there and turned back around. He's like, okay, let's go. And the lady's like, what? Like, I was like, Ethan, she is truly just talking to us, like trying to tell us. He was like, oh, sorry. Cause so he is completely different. And then he moves back to North Carolina, the Bible belt of North Carolina where we live. And so it is a little different. I mean, he's just like, Oh, I'm going to go pick up food at chicken hut the other day. I was there for 45 minutes just talking. I'm like, uh, <laughs> so it's just, it's just different. So as we wrap up this season's Katie Welch check-in and we add locksmith and wedding coordinator, to join bartender on her resume of um, improvised job titles. We need to leave room for digital matchmaker. But anyways, Thanksgiving, we were slammed. We had, there's only seven days in a week and we had six dinners the whole, 
every day. So we did Friendsgiving, another Friendsgiving with the same friends, but smaller, you know, blah, blah. We did my husband's Thanksgiving at our house on Saturday. And then we did my family's Thanksgiving on Thursday, blah, blah, blah. But my mom, I had set her up with somebody to go on a date with. Wait, your mom is single? So, yeah, my dad passed away when my brother and I were three and two. Okay. She has been single. Um, yeah. So she hasn't been on a date in like 20 years. And um, and she's just, she's all about family too. You know, she's got six sisters, blah, blah, blah. She's busy. And um, so I set her up six months ago. We had went to a little bar down the road and my mom had stopped by. I was like, well, I'm going to Dave's, this bar in Aberdeen. I was like, just come with me. And everybody knows everybody there. So when we walk in, she was it behind me. I was like, whoever wants to be my new dad, please stand up <laughs> as a joke. So this man stood up and it was a joke, you know, Hey Rick, how you doing? How you doing, sir? Blah, blah, blah. Hung out. We left. So he had always been like, I'm going to take your mom out. So not long ago, it was the week of Thanksgiving. We stopped by Dave's and um, he's like, I'm going to take your mom to a Christmas party. I was like, oh, wait, are we serious? Because I thought we'd been joking. He's like, no, I'm serious. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you a number. So I called my mom. I was like, hey, I'm, I gave Rick your number. Um, I was like, are you okay with that? And I was like, just somebody to talk to, somebody to hang out with, you know, somebody to talk to other than her crazy daughter and her sisters. <laughs> and my mom was like, I don't think you're going to give anybody my number who you don't think is a good person. Obviously not. So my mom and him had been texting. So on Thanksgiving and my husband's family, um, me and my husband and his brother and my sister-in-law, we're all sitting there. I was like, I'm going to go through my mom's phone. <laughs> and they were like, don't you do that. Don't you do that. My husband's like, oh, never mind. Just let it go because this happened. So I go through her phone and my mom told me that morning she was like oh Rick texted me and said I hope you have a good day today I can't wait to see you soon and my mama said on the phone oh thanks like that is so nice but I know how she texts so when I read the text the text said all oh, thanks like a-w-t-k-s so that's very short no emoji nothing I was like mom you couldn't even send an emoji so I was like, no, I'll fix this. <laughs> so I'm texting in front of my, my husband and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. I'm like, hey, Rick, hope you're having a good day. Can't wait to see you soon. Send. Two minutes later, the phone rings and we're all like, ah! <laughs> so we throw the phone and comes back. My mom's like, Katie, I did not send this. And I was like, I'll fix it again. She was like, you don't fix nothing. She was like, why do you do this? So I sent another text. I'm like, hey, bad service. Talk to you soon. So after that, and my sister-in-law's in the background, your mama don't need no help doing anything. Your mama's a grown woman. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, she don't even know how to send emojis. And so I was like, she wouldn't last a day on Tinder. I'll tell you that. Because she was so short on everything. So I sent a text and said, see you soon. So that Friday, 
so it's December now. That Friday, me and friends and their pa- her parents, we had and my mom had this tradition of making candy and cookies. So we got together, and my mom's like, "Rick wants to come by," and while we're making candy and cookies, so he came by, and it was good. They hung out. I don't know what happened because I'm choosing not to get involved. <laughs> that's what. That's where we left it. Nine Stories Up is written and produced by me, Hunter Piermont, in association with Bean Bag Studios in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Brian Babulus is our Secretary of Defense. Our theme music is Short Stories by Harry Chapin, licensing graciously provided by Warner Chapel Music. Our cover art is by Jack Aguirre. You can find more of Jack's portfolio on Instagram at colt underscore myc. If you have a story to tell, you can reach out to us on the major social media platforms at Nine Stories Up or email us at the number nine stories up at gmail.com. Finally, I'd like to thank Katie Welch, who numerous times during this conversation almost had what I was drinking flying back into my beautiful Yeti microphone here. So I sent another text. I'm like, hey, bad service. Talk to you soon. So then Friday happened after Thanksgiving, and we're making candy. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to. I have to. I'll make an appointment there. Wait, wait, pause, pause. There's, there's like a hundred like snot bubbles in my nose from. from I'll fix this. Just hold on. Let me blow my nose, and you can start back, and I'll fix it.